Welcome to Dodgers Daily as we bring in Coach Holt. Hey, and Coach Holt is drinking out of his brand new Dodgers coffee cup. Always loyal and true to the men in blue, no doubt about that, Coach. Got to love it. They can blue every day. You know how it is, Case. I'm never going to give in. And we are got this cup a few years ago on a fundraiser from a nephew over in Tulsa. So I got got me a Dodger cup. I hadn't seen it in a while. I thought it was a good day to pull it out. All right, all right, man. It's been about a week since you know the, the disappointment of the season ending. We've had time to chew on it. We've slept on it quite a few times. Had a chance to kind of get over all the emotions. Where are you at right now with the Dodgers? Well, I, I mean, except I already already got to the acceptance phase. You know uh, what happened, and you know watching the other teams play, wishing it was our team playing. But you know, it, it's as we know, being baseball coaches, there's a lot of things out of your control that you, you know, out of, out of Dave Roberts' control, out of everybody's control, things that happen in the game of baseball that uh, leave your head scratching and, and wondering what happened. And I think that's where the Dodgers brass is at and probably all of us Dodger fans, same place. But, you know, I'm over it now as far as, you know, let's move on. What are we going to do next year and that type of thing? So uh, the hurt is is still there deep down, but it I, I, we'll get over it. I still got the Dallas Cowboys to break my heart every week, so. You know that, that I've got that, but you know, uh, just kind of accepting and move on. You know, that's where we are, and I think that's where the team is, and that's where everybody has to be. Like I said, you and I, being baseball coaches, it's you have to have a short memory in this game, and especially those guys that are getting paid millions of dollars to make these teams, and and the players who compete. Uh, there's a lot to that. And those guys uh, have a lot of responsibility. That's what they do every day, and they wake up in the morning. They're Dodger baseball. Which would be a great job for me and you, by the way. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, I know you just saw the, the Andrew Friedman press conference the other day. I hit on it on my last on my last uh, show that I did with Andrew Hickman for our podcast on Wednesdays. I know from a leadership perspective, you've been in leadership your entire life. Whenever you give these press conferences, it, it always leaves it short for the fans because you just can't go into detail. I mean, you can't just unveil the curtain and just tell them everything that's on your mind because you don't want to pin yourself into a situation to where people can then quote you and say, well, you said you were going to do this, but now you're not, you know, that kind of deal. So you want to leave it, you know, you want to be specific enough, but you want to leave a certain amount of vagueness out there to where it leaves you some wiggle room, don't you? I thought he did a great job in his press conference. Uh, I'm very impressed with him and the things he had to say. But, yeah, you don't just come out and lay it all out there for the press. I mean, he, he was gave us more information than a lot of people in that position would uh, without going into too much detail. I thought his, I thought the guy was outstanding, and, and I agree with 100% of the things he said, you know. And I thought it was a great press conference, and, and he answered all the questions. He didn't really shy away from anything except when they asked him about Otani. He goes, who's that? <laughs> That's something he has to do. You know, he uh, – uh, but I thought he did, he had great answers, and he's like the rest of us. He's scratching his head over, you know, didn't think the offense would go away. We had talked about it. That was my biggest concern going into it. I was hope I was wrong, but, you know, there's, there's not easy answers for anything that he's facing. Every morning he walks in with a cup of do- coffee in his Dodger cup and starts, you know, working on – they're already working on next year, obviously. And uh, so – but the, I thought that – I thought Friedman's – press conference was, was outstanding I, that's the first time i've really i'm gonna be honest and sit there and watched him the whole lot but in uh, the position he's in and everybody's got their hurt feelings he can't afford to be that way mm-hmm. you and i know that we can't you know we get our feelings hurt in a tough loss we got to show up the next day we got to be show leadership with our players he's the same way he's he's leading that organization as far as uh, his position which is high level or you know high level in, in the organization and answering to the owners and stuff so i think i think dodger fans 
we all should be very fortunate to have a guy like Andrew Friedman, who he's not going to stand pat. Uh, he's not not happy the way it went, but uh, he's certainly uh, a guy who's who's out there. He's not going to just just you know well whatever. He's going after it. And he's going to do what it takes to try to make it make it happen. I like the fact he said organizational failure. That yep. was the word. He said that means all of us, including myself. You know, as he said, and he said if it's when I ask about Robert's job, if it's one person, that's easy. If there's mm-hmm. one person that's a problem, yes, you make a change. He said, but organizational failure means all of us. I think that answers all the questions on Dave Roberts that you ever need to know. He's coming back. He's not the only reason why this thing went south in a big way in October. I can remember games where maybe a player made an error or two <clears> or struck out in a big situation, Coach, and, and in the post game, it would be always be like, yeah, hey, maybe we want to focus on that, but you forgot that we didn't get the bunt down in the third inning. You forgot that we walked the leadoff hitter in the fourth. You know, how about that, too? You know, hey, everybody had a part in the fact that we lost today. So I love the fact that you hit on that. Yeah, and, and me and you have said these words to our teams, I know. You know, it, on both sides of the coin, if a guy gets a hit to win the game at the end, everybody's celebrating, that's the last play of the game. Yes. We had success. If a kid makes an error – and you lose, it's, it's still just the last play of the game. There's many ways to win and lose a baseball game, starting with the first pitch all the way to the last pitch. And I think that's the beautiful part, that we why we love baseball. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful part of it. There's no guarantee on anything. You know, I used to love uh, uh, Darren Burrell's the uh, pitching coach. Now he's a head coach at Cali County. Yeah. We all loved Lefty. Uh, they asked him in the national finals one year. His dad walks up, a great baseball man. Uh, his father was, and, uh, well, who pitching tonight? Well, he told him, you think he's ready to go? Dad, I don't know. I'll, I'll tell you when he gets you know, And we're all been that way. <laughs> tell you about the I'm third inning. <laughs> now, how you feeling? You know, a, you know, is he ready to go? I, we'll find out. You know, yeah. it's too late. As we say, the hay's in the barn. Yeah. He's starting. I hope he's ready to go. You yeah. know, and that's kind of where you are with Kershaw. And actually, all the starting pitchers yeah. had a tough time in the playoffs. But I love what Friedman said about Bobby Miller. He said, I had no doubt in my mind yep. he was ready to pitch in October. He didn't pitch well, but I would I would count on him. I agree with him. Miller was ready. It just didn't didn't work out well for him. It's not the first guy to ever do that. He won't be the last, but he's also talented enough to come out and throw a two-hitter next October, too. And then we'll be singing his praises, so. Yeah, I thought that was great leadership. I hit on that. You know, when you have a young man and he's giving you all he's got and he's super competitive and ultra talented, I thought coming out and, hey, let's address it. He didn't pitch well. We can't we can't sure. just come out and say everything was okay with the way he pitched because it wasn't. We're not right. going to say that. But what we are going to say is, hey, this is an organization that's always moving forward past failures, and the next time out, I'm betting that he's going to do very, very well. I thought that was just tremendous leadership. Okay, so moving on from that, Coach, let's say that you are Andrew Friedman. You have been the guy that's had to make decisions for big organizations. So if you're Andrew Friedman, where do you go from here? How do you fill out your roster? What are the things that you address? I think you have to look at, you know, who are we going to lose? You know, free. I, I wrote down all the free agents the Dodgers have. You know, who are we going to lose? Uh, and who's out there, you know, that type of thing. I guess you got to look at it from both standpoints. Who do we, who are we going to, you know, keep here with us? And, you know, who's out there that's available? You know, the Dodgers, money's not going to be a big problem for them ever, you know, in the history of the game, you know. Uh, but, they've got quite a bit freed up this year, too. Yes, they got a bunch freed up, but you got to piece your your, organiz- your team together. You know, you have to. I mean, uh, so 
you know, Otani's the big one out there. Nobody, you know, they. I've changed on him, by the way. I, I've said yes, but I'm I'm off of him now just because he can't pitch next year. I just started to say if he's not a you know if he's a pitcher slash bomb hitter, great hitter, he's worth this amount of money. He's worth ungodly amount. If he's just a hitter, he's still worth a lot of money. But I'm, I'm with you on that case. If he's not if he's not the ultimate two way guy, which he was. If he's not the ultimate two way guy, yeah, I mean, you know. He, you, is, is it DH? You know, you, you get rid of – you let Hayward – I mean, J.D. Martinez go. He's at, or Muncie. Or Muncie. There's a lot of things going on there. So, I'm like you. I don't and Will Smith you. can't catch a break, you know, because you want to use Will Smith in that DH spot sure. a little bit more as he wears down. We saw that this yeah. year. Rest his legs a little bit. I don't know that you can ever, you know, you just go sell the farm for Otani. I'm like you. I, I don't think I'm ready to do that. I think there's some – the Dodgers – that's me. That's just my opinion. Would I love to see him in Dodger Blue? Yeah, but you know, if he's not able to pitch, yes, he's still you know a great hitter. But major league pitchers can also pitch around him a little bit too. You know, as, the more he's there, they'll they'll find some things that can do it. I know he, he would be great for the Dodgers, but do I don't know. You know, it's like back when Trout was at his height. You know, there's always rumors. You know, they might get Mike Trout. And I was kind of the same way there. Like. I don't know. I don't know if we want to sell the farm, you know, and we got some kids in Tulsa. Let's try to slide them a little bit of money and they get up. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not in charge of the purse trade. Magic Johnson, all those millionaires, billionaires can do that stuff. But uh, I'm kind of with you on that. I'm not just like, we got to have Otani. You know, I was more last year, Rex and I sitting in Kansas City watching Dodgers. Man, we got to keep Trey Turner. We're not yeah. going to do that. We got to go after Dansby Swanson. We didn't do either one. Unfortunately, the old Lux tears his ACL. So that looked bad, you know, but. You know, they decided to go with Gavin Lux. I don't have any arguments there. You know, we love Trey Turner. We certainly would love seeing Dansby Swanson and uh, Dodger Blue, but it didn't turn out that way. So I was more, you know, pumped about more excited trying to keep Trey Turner, which it wasn't my decision, but as a fan, than I am about let's go get Otani. So I, I, I'm like, I'm with you on that. I don't. I don't think just going to get Otani, nobody else is going to fix our thing. I mean, I know they missed on some things, and they they got a lot of things as he mentioned there. They've got a lot of still got some position players situations they got to work on. They feel good about the pitching, you know. Obviously, if Butler comes back and healthy, and the rest of those guys come back healthy, there's still a lot of question marks there. I mean, they know they're in touch with the doctors, the trainers, the rehab people on the, on these guys' progress. They're going to know before they start making decisions. But there's a lot to lot to be done. In their situation, they got a lot of ifs, a lot, lot of ifs. You know, is Bueller going to be? What's he going to be? Is he gets back? Is he going to get back? Is he going to be good? You know, I mean, there's a lot of things. Kershaw, like you mentioned, is Kershaw coming back? Is he going to retire? You know, I even read a deal on there. Somebody said, "Oh, he's going to go to Texas Rangers. He's going to go to Texas Rangers with Degrom and and Scherzer because that's where he's from. That's where he grew up and play now." I don't know. You know, that just that was from a fan like us. I could see that honestly. No, I could too. That wouldn't totally shock me, to, I should say. He gets back to Texas, gets where he was raised, and kind of wraps up his career there with the Rangers, which is a great organization. <clears throat> so, you know, I could see that also. I could see him retiring too. You know, he's a Hall of Fame pitcher. He, he don't have to answer to anybody else. He don't have anything else to prove to anybody. Forget the October stuff. You know, he's not the first guy that, that that's happened to. Uh, he's a Hall of Fame pitcher. So, mm-hmm. you know, he, he he's he, – not that he wants to rest on his laurels, but he could, and, and go move on with his and his beautiful family, and and ride off in the sunset. I can see that too, and I would I love the guy, regardless of how he pitched. You know, and we I'm all in on Clayton Kershaw, always have been, and I know you are too, and so is Rex. All my brothers, the Dodgers <laughs> fans, we love the guy. So, 
you know, of course, we loved Andrew Heaney. We got had, you know, just because we got a personal connection with him, the yeah. Oklahoma kid. But, yeah. You know, that's that that's stuff that goes on. So I could see, I would see maybe leaning towards retirement. But I don't know the guy. I don't know the guy personally. I, I know he's a bulldog and I know he's a great competitor. He wouldn't be where he's at or had success he had. I don't, you know, I don't know to have any input on that, but I wouldn't be shocked if he retired. I wouldn't be shocked if he signed with the Rangers. Mm hmm. And I would be shocked if you signed with the Dodgers. Yeah. Like, hey, I want to stay in the same organization forever. There's a lot to be said for that, too. There's <laughs> so many different layers to the Clayton Kershaw decision. You know, hey, first of all, do I just want to retire to begin with? Again, do I want to move on to maybe the Rangers and go back home for my last year or so? Do I want to stay with the Dodgers? And then, you know, all of that's depending on the type of role that's going to be asked out of me. You would think yep. that if the Rangers take on a, a, a contract like him – they're going to expect him to be a full-time starter. They're going to expect him to be healthy. And here's the thing about him. They're going to expect him to be Clayton Kershaw. Does that make sense? Yeah. Whereas yeah. I think if he stays with the Dodgers, Dodgers fans have an, a, a very intricate understanding of who Clayton Kershaw is right yeah. now, exactly yeah. what he can give the club. So if the role is, say, just a little bit diminished, I don't think that diminishes how the, the Dodgers fans – view his his contribution to the club whereas i think rangers fans might i agree and and he's you know this stage of his career he's a four or five inning guy you know and the way the dodgers bullpen performed in the playoffs which was the the strength yes by far of their in the playoffs and like friedman said we're, we're still always we're always looking for quality pitching so yes the bullpen is great but we're also always going to go get quality pitch and make it better so you know he's he, he's going to be a four or five inning guy. You know you, you're not going to expect him to go out and go seven. Not that he couldn't on occasions, but you know he can. He, you know that's the way baseball has changed. Get five innings out of Clayton Kershaw every start would be would be great because you got the bullpen, you got the big arms out there to kind of finish it up. But that that would be a diminished role. You know obviously you want your starters going deeper than five every time. But you're right on that. I mean that's where he has, is in his career. But the Rangers get him. Yeah, like you said, they're going to. And where where's he fit in down there? Yeah, you know, I mean, they got John Gray back. All of a sudden, Heaney's out. You know, he's a pissed starter. Of course, he ended up having to start yesterday for him, but you know, he wasn't in the four man rotation once Gray got back and Scherzer got back. So there's a lot it'd be the same thing there. If those guys stay there, you know, who you knock out of the four man rotation? You know, does Heaney become number six guy? He's a quality yeah. pitcher. All right. Does he want to leave? I don't know. You know, there's a lot. I don't care what the Rangers do. I mean, other, <laughs> don't don't screw with Heaney. We love Heaney. I even like John Gray. You know, he went to I like Seager, too. Yeah, he's a he's a Oklahoma kid, Chandler, Oklahoma. John Gray. Yeah, but yeah, I love Seager. I love love Seager. Always will. He's always going to be a Dodger to us. So, but there's a lot, like you said, a lot of layers to this whole thing, and and that that tells Andrew Friedman what he what he's going to be able to do. He's he's he don't have an easy job. I would love to work for the Dodgers. I know you would too, but there's uh, there's pressure to win. You know, if you don't win the World Series, you're a failure, and, and he gets it. Everybody gets it. But uh, there's a lot of things he's got to consider, especially all these injuries, all these pitchers. Who you getting back? Who's not going to be? Who's not going to be mm -hmm. get back? They're not going to be the same. You got to move on. You know, you got to look at starting pitching. <clears throat> but I do like what Friedman said. Like I just said, he's always going to look for quality pitching. They're not going to stand pat. So. I think the one thing that I did, you, know, you got, whenever you're you're listening to people talk at press conferences, if you don't get out of it what you wanted, that's the press corps' fault because 
the person talking is going to intentionally be as vague as they possibly can. Because if you've ever been in a leadership position, you can't pin yourself into a corner. I can't stress that enough. The more detail you give, you know, if you say this, then you have to do that. Otherwise, you know, in today's day and age, you're just going to get crucified for, for, you know, going back on your word. So you try to be specific enough, but vague, you know, as vague as you possibly can. So if you don't like the specifics that came out of Andrew Friedman's press conference, that's the press corps fault. That is, you know, you've been in the press almost your entire life, coach. Kind of interesting. You've been in the press and in the coaching industry. Your your brother just got inducted into the Stillwater. I'm going to call it the Stillwater Pioneer Hall of Fame. Let's call it that the memorial. And then Rex Holt obviously is a Hall of Fame broadcaster. So your family is super, super, you know, familiar with high, high level, uh, high level uh, on on the press side of things. And then also the broadcasting side of things. And then also the coaching. So when you're in that situation, you know, what what I'm trying to convey to Dodgers fans is don't be frustrated with Andrew Friedman. He did exactly as he was supposed to do. That is exactly how a leader is supposed to stand up and address (laughs) failure. He handled it. He didn't let Brandon Gomes talk very much. He controlled the entire narrative. He put it squarely on his shoulders. He made it very clear that his manager was coming back. He explained why. He actually mentioned names. He actually mentioned Mookie Betts. He actually mentioned Freddie Freeman. He actually mentioned Bobby Miller. He also then pivoted to, hey, okay, well, that's already happened, so what do we think is going to happen in the future? The only thing that matters at this point is what happens in the future. He told you that he was going to be aggressive over the offseason. He did everything he was supposed to do. It frustrates me that people can't see that from my perspective and that also that if they were left feeling a little bit vague, like, oh, well, same-o, same-o, that is the press corps' fault. No, I agree. And you are you've been a, a, a coach and also in the media now. What you what you've been doing in your position as well, you know, with, with the media stuff. So you can't just come out there. I thought he was a master of it. Yeah, and I, and I love the Oklahoma City Thunder because I'm right here down the street. And Presti's a great Sam Presti's a great general manager. He's the master of vague. He's highly intelligent, and but you get nothing. You almost listen to him thirty minutes, and you know nothing, which is okay. I'm just a he fan. can't come out and say it. we're going to sign Otani. He can't go exactly. and come out and say, yeah, we're going to get Blake that. Snell. I mean, he, yeah, you know, you I, can't do that. And, and we, you know that. Just let say some parent meetings me and you've had with parents who are upset because their kids aren't getting to play. You have them in your office and whatever. And you, you without just coming out and saying, your kid's not any good. Or <laughs> this guy's better than your kid. I never went there. You know, I tried sure. to spin it in a positive like, here's what maybe he needs to work on, you know. If they bring up somebody else, I go, well, we're not going to talk about him because his parents isn't here. Correct. You know, we'll talk about your kid with you. So it's kind of the same thing that we've gone. You know, it's it's not a press conference, but it is some conveying being yes. as vague as possible without just saying, no, your kid sucks. You yeah. Know? And you don't ever want to say that. Right. The same thing here. You know, you'll never hear Andrew Friedman come out, oh, Kershaw sucked. Roberts yeah. is terrible. You know, what the fans are saying. First thing they want to do is get rid of Roberts, you know. You know, get start getting rid of everybody. You know, we were all that's fine. That's fine. That's fans. We're me and your fans. Hey, there has you know, been that, failure. Nothing wrong. It, it is that. great it's that everybody's frustrated. It's great everybody yeah. has opinion. It's matter of fact, it's great everybody's pissed off. You darn right it is. And, and, and everybody's held accountable. Andrew Friedman is accountable. He said he said it more than one occasion. It's it's a failure of all of us. I I, I take full responsibility. Yeah. 
you know, he, he you know, at some point, it's not now, you know, because like he said, which we mentioned several times on this thing, they uh, they had their uh, regular season was amazing. Yeah. Considered, and he even said it, which me and you talked about. It. Most teams that lose their entire starting rotation don't even get in the playoffs. Yeah. Not only do we get in the playoffs, we won by 14, 15 games. That, that's an amazing accomplishment, what they were dealt with. That tells you the quality of this organization and the coaches. And like you said, the scouting staff, it gives us the opportunity to have these guys in Tulsa, Oklahoma City. It also meant they were gritty. Here. It also meant they could deal with adversity. Yes. That's another yes. one that, hey, they couldn't handle this. Hey, they couldn't come back no. from that. They showed it all year. It's baseball. You can't control that. There's nope. certain elements you can't control when you get in the middle of it. Gary Ward, who was in the the, the national the, the the College World Series finals, what five yep. or six times, he built yep. that dynasty at Oklahoma State. He will tell you that if if 98 of your job or 99 percent of your job isn't already done when the first pitch is thrown as a manager, then you haven't done your job. Yep. Once they throw the first pitch, very little as far as what actually happens in a game is controlled by the manager. Absolutely, we're like you said, Gary Ward said the work the work is done way before you mm-hmm. get there. You know, when, when you got to put they, the hay in the barn. Yep, he's in the barn. Are you ready to go? I don't. I hope so. We've done it, with, and you mean you've been there? I know. I'll we tell you the third the inning. <laughs> yeah, we screw up a bat coverage. <laughs> I always look at the assistant coaches. He goes, "You know, it looks like we." If I'm sitting in the stands, I'm going to say, do they ever work on bunt coverage? Oh, yeah. Reality was we did it every day at the start of practice. Yeah. We did bunts, as you know, bunts, first and thirds, double cuts. That's what we did every day. And smally pop-ups. And smally pop-ups, you know, <laughs> with, with with black baseballs and terrible lights. And black baseballs and no lights whatsoever. I always say smally. At 10 o'clock at night. You can. Get the worst <laughs> baseballs you can out of the bucket, and he would. And uh, it's just, I, that's what, the beauty of the game, and we all love it, and, it's it's never ending. You know, it is. In Andrew Friedman's world. I mean, Dave Andrew Friedman's world. When he gets walks into his coffee, it it's what are, what are we going to do to get better next mm-hmm. year? And even Roberts, Dave Roberts. Hopefully, he goes to the beach somewhere and chills out for a little bit and gets the stress. I'm sure he does. But you know, he he there. Everybody's already working on next year. You know, and that's what it should be. And yeah, as fans as fans can just get all you know. What are we going to do? You know, we get impatient. Yeah, they can't be. They Rightfully can't be impatient. so. Rightfully yeah, so. You want fans to be like that. We Those are the kind of fans you want. Fans. Yep. They hold you we accountable. You can say it as much as you want. As Hey, you know, it's just noise. It's fans. Hey, it's the bull. The fans hold you accountable, man. When the fans are pissed, that motivates you. Hey, I got to do something. I got to fix this. That's the I'm way a, you want your fans. Yeah. When, when Dodgers fans get pissed like they are now, they're not accepting of losing yep. – Four four times out of the last five years, and in all of the 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 regular length seasons, when Dodgers fans don't accept that, that makes a difference with Andrew Friedman. That makes a difference with Dave Roberts. That makes them realize, hey, we can't sit on their laurels. Can't you can't do it? I mean, they they get paid a lot of money not to do that. And like I said, this is a this is professional baseball. Mm-hmm. This is the highest level of baseball in the world, no, bar none. And and, and they, they can't sit back on a lot laurels. You know, like you yeah. said, we, we didn't win the World Series. We, it was a it was a failure. It was an organizational failure. I love that. I love that term because it's true. Yes. Whether it's the L.A. Dodgers, whether it's uh, Casey Porter and the Guthrie Blue Jays, or Tony Helton's two other pioneers, yeah. it's an organizational failure. It, it'd be easy if it just had to get rid of one yes, person. Yes, that's exactly right. That, that's easy. He's totally spot on on that. Yeah. Uh, if you look around, and go well. Everybody's doing a great job except that guy. We'll get rid of him. 
you know, and, that, and that's what that's what you do. I did, had to do that as a principal sometimes. Yeah. There are cancers out there. Yes, and and you just you know do it the best way you can, but you know there's something got to change. You know, mm-hmm. at some point, and but like he said, and me and you have said several occasions, change isn't always good. Mm-hmm. Sometimes change is bad, so you got to be very careful uh, where you go with that. You better have your plan B. Better be. Yep. something you feel pretty pretty sure about or because we've all seen the the plan b's blow up in your face then they're, then everybody really wanted to hang it in yeah they really wanted to hang you by the flagpole when, when that happens so yeah i'll tell you another thing that that just it, it frustrates me to no end and i've been in god knows how many dugouts coach both as a as well hell, i've been on you know as an umpire on the field or as yeah. you know a yep. broadcaster or certainly a coach and a player you you weigh more than me and, you know, you were one of my, my gigantic mentors in life. And one of the things that really frustrates me, you know, in football, when things aren't going your way, you get the iPad out, you look at the, the structures of the plays that are mm-hmm. happening. Hey, what's the defense doing to us? Who's not blocking? You make a few adjustments. Maybe you, you go to another set of, of concepts or plays and, and you figure out, you know, hey, this is what the defense is doing. This is how we beat it. You know, in basketball, maybe you control the tempo. Hey, let's speed yep. it up. Hey, maybe let's slow it down. Hey, let's yep. work the ball inside. Hey, let's drive the ball to the bucket, try to get to the free throw line. There are there are just really, really, really – and you've coached a lot of – foot. this is great for you, Coach, because you've coached a lot of football. You've coached a lot of basketball. You've coached even more baseball. You know as well as anybody. In football and basketball as a coach during the game, you can specifically control – how to yep. change the game when it's not going your way. In baseball, there's nothing you can do sitting in, you know, now you can, you can, hey, hey we're all right. Now you can try to create some artificial energy sure. and all that. Yep. But when a guy's not hitting a ball and he's in a slump and, and that, that ball looks like it's about the size of an aspirin coming up to him. And he mm-hmm. quite frankly is not sure if he's ever going to get a hit again. There's nothing you can do as a manager in the middle of the game to change that. There was nothing Dave Roberts could have done when they went down six to nothing to make Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman start hitting the ball. Nothing he could have done. No, and you mentioned Gary Warder. We were in Bartlesville. I'll never forget it. I'd made a 23-year-old inexperienced coaching move of some sort to move my face. I walked over and Gary never said a word. Him is lovely. You're like, oh, Kathy damn, this is Gary Ward. Oh, my God. Yeah, this Panama hat watching his kid play. He never said a word. I walked up to him and said, Coach, I can't – I did I, – I blew up in my face. And he said, I'll never forget. He looked me in the eye and said, as a parent, Tony, I just appreciate the fact that you got the guts and the heart to make a decision and stick to it. He said – in the baseball, they either blow up in your face or you look like a genius. And, I, and, and it, you know, that was what a, a 23-year-old idiot, me, needed to hear from a yes. legendary coach. I had, to, I had to learn myself the hard way, and it makes total sense. Yeah. You know, it's like when somebody says, oh, that coach, he's not even trying to win. That is total really? BS. He may not know how to win. He may be a terrible coach. But don't tell me he's not out there trying to win the game. Coach Chapman had a parent actually accuse him of only working <clears throat> with the one hitter that was hitting 400 that he didn't work with anybody else. He actually else. had a parent tell that. <laughs> it's like, come yeah. on, man. I mean, you yeah. think Dave Roberts doesn't want want Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts to go up there and hit? You don't think Fred that that Dave Roberts would rather be playing right now? You don't think Dave Roberts would rather go to the beach and get the R and R that you're talking about yeah. after winning a World Series? You think Andrew Freeman enjoyed doing that press conference? I mean, no. come on. It's like, well, they said, what's the old saying? You're only as strong as your weakest link. Yeah. No one man teams do anything. It's yeah. like, it's like, yeah, right. Yeah, Mookie so the Dodgers rely on Mookie and Freddie too much. 
point blank. That's what I'm saying. The doctor, Mookie and Fred didn't hit, and that's, that's the big story. Oh, the stars didn't hit. Okay. We need somebody else to hit then. You know, we need somebody I else to I think you need a, a, an offensive philosophy that, that is more balanced, that, that creates a situation to where yeah. other guys do hit more consistently. That's my, that's my opinion. And I've always disliked the Astros for a lot of reasons. Like I said, I love Dusty Baker and, and some of their whatever, but – but they, they they move the baseball around. Yeah, you'll hear you know Altuve yes. will hit some home runs, but he hits a lot of doubles, he hit a lot of singles. They move runners a lot. They do a good job of moving runners. So, like I said, lock them or not, beating the trash can over there, whatever the heck they're doing, you know whatever they're doing now. But um, the the five days off didn't hurt those guys, you know. And and I hate saying it because I want the Rangers to beat them because I'm the Ranger fan, but. Uh, you got to give credit where credit's due. You know, like I said, I used to hate the Giants because by, by birth rate, we're supposed to hate the Giants being Dodgers fans. Always love Bruce Bochy. Yep. And some of their That's players. That's a tough dynamic. For. Yeah, I always love And look at him now. I mean, he's just that guy. He's, he's a guy. He's a great manager. Won three world titles over there. And so, there's, you know, you, you just got to give respect and credit where credit is due. And you got to move on. And you got to just take care of your own house, man. I mean. You can't you can't get too caught up in you know let's change everything. You don't need to change everything. You need to change the outcome, and they're all shocked. Like Friedman said, how do we you know we try we want to win eleven games in October and we won zero. Perfectly put. Yeah, I mean, what do you what, want him to say? You, yeah, I kind of thought we were going to suck coming into the playoffs. I you know yeah. I was I was telling the guys you know hey we're not very good and. Yeah. We have all these holes, and I just I just don't think we're going to have success in the playoff. I mean, is that what he's supposed to say, or is, I mean, is that the message you want to hear from your from your 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 guy who runs your operations of baseball? That that was his mentality going into the playoffs. I mean, do you want to hear that, or do you want to hear a guy say, "Hey, we thought you know, hey, we did everything we could to put ourselves in position to to be the best team." I think the regular season coming into that showed that we had done everything to be yes. the best team we could, and we had all the confidence. In the world that we were going to go in there and kick ass. What message? Yeah. Which message do you want to hear from your leader? There are no moral victories in, in, in their world, and but don't we cannot minimize what they did in the regular season. I know they don't hand out trophies in the regular season. You've heard me say it several times. Certainly, when you're evaluating job performance. Yeah, yeah, but if you're looking, you got to go the whole body of work, not just the three games in October that sucked royally. You know, you got to look at the whole body of work. You know, Dave Roberts probably manager of the year just because what he, in my, in my opinion, what he did. He won't get it, but you know, we're all that. You know, he won't get it, but that's fine. But Friedman said it best. How many people they lose their start, whole starting rotation? They don't get in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that, that that's a, a testament to, to the organization, the people in charge, from him down to Dave Robertson's coaching staff. So we can't just get all butthurt over the three games in October and forget about the other. Yeah. What they did to get in terms of moving forward, certainly. Yeah, and I like what he says. We want to win the division every year and get those five days. Yeah, we're not getting. He said he was we very clear on that. Then we work on what's best during that time. You know, because again, the Astros has proven that okay. Yeah, they might have. They won a series right out of it. You know, and now they got down. Over here they come again. Yeah, you know. So you can't. That can't be the stand pat answer. Well, the Dodgers and the Braves were out because they had five yeah. days off. No, they were out because they didn't play well. Yeah. You know? Again, nobody dominates this game. Yep. No matter who you are, what you think you are, kid gets in a slump. I love you. This I, we'll just get in the cage and we'll work. I don't know what else to tell you. No doubt. I just think 
you know, the, the worst thing that the Dodgers could do or any time that you have a failure, the worst thing you can do is just make overhaul changes. You know, it's kind of like where you crash is you're going off the road to the, to the right a little bit, and then you overcompensate, and where you actually crash is you go into the other lane, you end up in the other ditch because you overcom- yep. the way that you actually get back on the road is you just subtly try to change your steering wheel just yep. subtly enough to where you don't lose control of the car to where you can eventually get back into your lane and not cross back over on the other side. I think that's the, the position the Dodgers are in right now. No overhauls. Don't end up in the other side ditch, right? Just, hey – Get that steering wheel just slightly turning. You know, maybe it's one pitcher here or a position player there. Maybe an offensive philosophy change here or there to a couple of guys in your lineup, you know, and and go from that perspective. Not an overall perspective, just a slight tweet perspective. I do think they need to go get a number one starter, though. Yeah. Yeah, overcorrection. I was a driver's head teacher on the highway patrolman. That was their term. Exactly what you just said. Overcorrections where they see most of the accidents. It gets worse when you do that. Yes, so I totally agree. But if you can get, yeah, you, if you can get a number one starter, oh yeah. And and Friedman said as much. We're always looking for quality pitching. You know, we feel feel pretty good about the offense. You know, there's some positions we got to. You know, there's position player situations we've got to change. Maybe fix something, tweak it here and there. Said, but pitching never goes away. Mm-hmm. He's totally right. He said, we're always going to look for quality pitchers. If they can get a chance to get a, a top-line number one, go for it. God, is Blake Snell available? I love that guy. For 10 you know, years, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But you get a guy at top door, yeah, you got to go get him. I'm, I, I agree with you there. If they, because there's still the unknowns. I certainly don't know. I don't think I'm you can rely – with, with, with the way that this season ended, the way the last four have ended where you haven't won in the playoffs – I just don't think you can rely on uncertainties. Yes, we think Bobby Miller can be a number one. Yes, we love Ryan Pepio. Yes, we love Emmett Sheehan. Yes, I love Nick Frasso. Yes, I love Landon Knack. Yes, I love Kyle Hurt. Yes, I love River Ryan, Ben Kasparius. I love all these guys. I think they're all tremendous pitchers. I just don't think at this moment in time the Dodgers can rely on the unknown like they have been maybe in the past. Because, you know, Clayton Kershaw, uncertainty. Walker Bueller, uncertainty. Tony Gonsolin, uncertainty. So when you look at those situations, I think the Dodgers are in a position where they need something that, at least from past performances, shows certainty at the top of the, line, of, of the rotation. No, I think you have to. And I think Freeman even mentioned that. And <clears throat> I totally agree with him. You, uh, you know, you can't. You don't. It's not going to rebuild. He didn't use that word. Nobody wants to hear that word. You know, we're we're fortunate enough to be stay successful. You have to work the young guys in. Yes, I love that. Team. I love that part of it. Yes. Yeah, and still have success. We can work those guys in. Like I said, we're not going to bring a bunch of them in at once and just you know overhaul. And we're going to bring them all up because he said not every top level AAA AA player has success when they get to the to the major leagues. So we've even seen that. Some Miller struggled a little bit. You know, when he first came up, you know, throwing strikes. I even, even struggled some in Tulsa. I saw mm-hmm. myself. 100 miles an hour, balls everywhere. That guy is, is, is slowly, he, he has matured, gotten better. They were able to work him in again with Pepio. And I mean, those guys, they're not going to have to make an overhaul, but they got guys behind them too that they feel confident about at some point. So that's a great philosophy to work the young guys in. We're still, we're still, we're not ever going to be in rebuilding mode, you know work the young guys in with what we have currently and, and to continue to have success. And that's the way the Dodgers have been doing it. I, I totally believe they'll do the same way. 
they get a top line pitcher, they'll throw the money out there and go get him. And you know, I mean, you go, you know, I just look at their free agent list. You're going to lose a lot of those guys. Obviously, Urias is somewhere. He don't need to be there. But whatever. I don't want to get into that. But you know, a good chance. You know, Kershaw. I, I'd love for him to resign, but is you know Lance Lynn? I, I don't know if he'll be back or not. You know, who, who knows on that? And JD, I hope we keep Joe. Hope we keep Joe Kelly. You know, I know he's a, he can do that too. So, uh, and I would see him maybe since they went back and got him. I know they think highly of him. So hopefully we can keep him around. But he's got to do what's best for him. As fa- that's the other part. These guys got to do. What's I think health through a full season would be Andrew Friedman's concern about him. Yes, absolutely. And and that's you know there we go again. There's a lot of variables. Creates even more uncertainty. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. There's there's a there's a lot of layers to all this stuff they're doing. That's why his job is so so <laughs> tough. It, it, but it, it goes the same thing. There's so many uncertainties. You don't you don't know. You're not a surgeon. You're not the guy rehabbing. I'm sure they're getting reports every day on these guys and where mm-hmm. they are, their status, and when they start actually throwing again, you'll get a little bit better feel for it. I know some of them already have, but there's there's just uncertainty over there and. Again, that's why nobody dominates this thing, and you just try to make. But you know, if you look at the Dodgers, that was terrible. But there's not. You don't have to overhaul this team. Yeah, you, you need some help. You know, like I agree with you. Probably number one pitcher, a top line pitcher, is probably the top of it. And that's easy to say when you look at they got smoked in the three game suit, mm-hmm. you know, in the three games. But that's not the only reason. We go back to the whole regular season. They did a lot of things over But if you have that frontline starter, he goes out and throws six zeros in game one. And then that gives yes. the Dodgers offense time to to kind of catch up and, and yep. wake up a little bit and get over the over the the the, the break and and now they have a two to nothing lead in the six instead of down six to nothing in the first. That makes a huge difference. Like you said, that's about get getting momentum and I thought it's great that he said offense creates momentum. He said scoring six runs in the first is great momentum. Everybody kind of laughed. It, it's true. Yeah, you know, getting that, you know, if you get six in the first, there's your momentum. You don't need anything else. Well, you've been in the dugout. What do you tell your kids? Hey, we're okay, and they're all looking at you, going, "Yeah, bullshit, coach." Yeah, yeah. right. You're like, you know, or you look at me six zero. My always said, you know, we can't win with zero anyway. What do you say to Kershaw? (laughs) Hey, you're all right, bub. We're we're good. Hey, it's the playoffs, no problem. What is that? What you say to him? I mean, he's going to look at you like you're. What what are you talking about? This is yeah. He may. What do you say? Throw his glove. He may throw his glove at you. The hell away from me. You know, you don't need to hear that. And there's really not much. So, what do you say as a manager right there? Hey, we're okay, guys. Keep scratching. They're all looking at you like, okay. Well, their level is a professional level. Like, well, you know, he had to be pulled out in two thirds of an inning. There's yeah. no, it's a no brainer. It's a regular season. I'm probably going to let you go a little bit because I've got, you know, I've yeah. got a pitching plan. But now I'm playing a short series. Which is uh, why leaving Lance and Lynn just that's still I can't defend yeah. Dave on that. I can't defend I got you. Hey, you know, I just can't. <laughs> Especially when he has when he's already the leader in the yeah. league. Entire major league's probably giving up home runs. So it's like, oh, it's you know, it's not going to, and you're sitting on zero. Same thing. I used to always tell our kids, we can't win with zero anyway. Yeah, yeah. they scored Gotta score if, one. If we're sitting on zero, we're gonna lose anyway. Whether it's one zero or eight zero. So we've got to just chip away. You know, we got to chip away and score some runs. You know, you can't get it all at once. You don't have an eight-run homer. You know, all of us guys have used the same words. You know, I don't need an eight-run homer. You yeah. Know, you, you, there's no such thing. Give me some hits. Put some hits together. Or cut it in half. You know, and what I'm trying to say deal. is when it's six to nothing, 
the buy-in factor, I don't care how good of a motivational speaker you are. I don't care how much the players love you. I don't care how much they follow you. The buy-in factor when you've just given up six runs in the top of the first, it's not It's not there. It's not there. It goes back to momentum. Who's yep. got it? Those guys. Because they just scored six. The momentum is in that dugout. And, and it's probably going to stay there yep. on this on, the, on that level. Not only hard to overcome that in the major leagues. So the odds of overcoming out. a six-to-nothing lead like that at a, in the major leagues when you're facing the you know in the playoffs when they're going to throw their next best pitcher they have available that day the odds of overcoming that are probably less than five percent okay yeah. those guys are professionals they all know that there's nothing as a manager you can walk up to them and say that's going to change their mind on that they all know they're totally screwed unless something just goes out of the ordinary and they get hot and hey things are the players know you're screwed this game is screwed yeah. Yeah, there's nothing a manager can say there players can talk to each other you know he may now have what they can do is keep fighting and build momentum for the next game yeah i think absolutely. that's where i was most disappointed yeah just like okay this one we're gonna chalk this one up you know what do we gotta do to get ready for tomorrow no i totally agree you know and and the players feed off each other more so than they do the manager you know, they, they need each other. One of, their, one of their guys they hang out with all the time or with If you're day. good, they do. Yeah. Got leadership. And we've already established Dodgers had great leadership or they wouldn't have been able to do what they did. It wasn't just Dave getting them through that when they when they lost all their starters. There was a great leadership. They had a good clubhouse. So they wouldn't have been able to do that. But So if anybody, you know, going to pump up another guy, it's probably going to be another player. They don't need the manager going up down the dugout and giving them the old raw Doesn't work anyways. New, New Rockney's new Rockney speech. It's not going to work anyway, like you said. But they they they're professionals. They don't need to hear it. And then they don't believe it. You know, they know we're in trouble. We're in trouble. It's six zero. We're in deep trouble. Let's, what do we get? You know, let's get some good hacks and get ready for tomorrow. So if a manager, I walk up up and down the dugout, and I say, "Hey, we're all right, guys. We're going to come back. We got it, man. We're just we're going <laughs> to hey, we're going to be okay. We're going to we're going to keep going with this. We're going to win this game, right? Okay, and and so." Now the player, they're all kind of going, okay, yeah, right. Well, we have like a 2% chance of winning this game, right? Yeah. So next time, whenever I actually do want to give that message in a situation to where I do think we're going to come back and win, you know, now, now you've kind of thrown your bullets out there and, and it's kind of that, that cry wolf type thing. Yeah, they're not, they're not going to buy it. You know, if you were doing it then, I know you can say there is just turn around, hey, you know, just, hey, just keep plugging away. You know, Guys, all I know is to tell you is all we can do is keep playing. Yeah, just keep I, I can't away. tell you what's going to happen. Okay, you know the odds. Just keep playing. We're professionals. Just keep playing. Keep plugging away. That's all. You, that's all you can really say. Hey, let's go. Let's keep. Let's keep. Let's keep fighting. Let's keep plugging away. I'm not going to sit here and say we're going to win the game. Hey, we can come back. And win. Ooh, we can do it. They don't hear it, but they can keep plugging away. Yeah, they can do that, and they will do that if they're true professionals. They're going to do that. They're not going to back off. So. We've had a great conversation. I've taken up way too much of your time here today, Coach. I love this it. has been fantastic for me. I always love getting to pick your brain. And quite frankly, you are absolutely therapeutic for me because I get to cuss and discuss <laughs> all of my frustrations. And you tend to know me well enough to kind of deal with all the bad parts and smooth it over to get to the good parts. So I appreciate that, and I appreciate you joining today, Coach. Well, you know me pretty well, too, to get through the bad parts and <laughs> good parts. and. <laughs> 
I hope uh, we didn't ramble on too long for Dodgers fans today. <laughs> nah, well, they can always turn us off. <laughs> they sure later. can. We're having a hell of a good time, though. <laughs> they can always turn it off and do something else. They're they, they, they going to know one thing, though, Casey. We love our Dodgers. We love our Dodgers. We, we, that's not ever going to change. And we love baseball. We're, we're, and we love baseball. We're all together. And, uh, hey, I love you, too. So, it's good to see you. <laughs> okay, Coach. Love you, too. Thank you so much for joining. We'll see you next time. All right. Thanks, Casey.